doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take the fly. Ship me trace it out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. News from around the National Football League. Yay! Welcome back to Fantasy <laughs> Fuel. If you watched the Monday night football game from the beginning, you would have noticed that there was a Muppets intro, and I just thought we were here to say we did it first but um anyway <laughs> it was fun i'm not gonna lie but welcome back tom after uh a small yeah. uh absence there um he's back and we're ready to get into it because there's a lot to talk about and we want to start off speaking of the monday night game let's talk about those steelers um 11 and 0 they have yeah. now lost three straight games yeah and do you know what happened when they started losing those games? There, there's one thing that somebody started doing, and they've lost every game since then. That mm, was what is that? Juju Smith Schuster started dancing mm. on the other team's logo, and mm. um, apparently the other team. Juju, it's very <laughs> bad. Juju, uh, I don't have okay, my uh, put um ready to go for you. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but, yes, that is uh, – I, I didn't understand why he was doing it in the first place. Yeah. It, it's just – it was kind of in poor taste and a little disrespectful to the other teams. Like, I know you're trash-talking, but it, it's not a good sign when you're not even getting as many yards in a receiving game as you have TikToks on the year. Right. That's Juju Smith-Schuster. He has 95 TikToks. And he's only ever gotten 93 yards in a football game this year. <laughs> and that's not all. Uh, he is, uh, I believe, yeah, Juju has the third lowest yards per reception ever for a wide receiver season with a minimum of 50 catches and 18th lowest yards reception in a season ever for any position with a minimum of 80 catches. Like, wow, this is insane how badly his production is with as right. much as he's touching the ball so you know in a ppr league you're still getting points out of him it's yeah you're still good but that doesn't doesn't say the performance that he's actually putting out on the field right and it i don't know what is going to happen i think he probably won't be back in pittsburgh next year and whether that is a good thing for him we'll you know we'll see I think a change of scenery and a not an aging quarterback who can barely move around anymore might be a good thing for Juju. I don't know. Um, but apparently Juju told reporters today, for the betterment of myself and my teammates, I'm going to stop dancing on the logos. <laughs> <laughs> So, I hope so. I hope yeah. that works for you. I don't know if that's going to work because I, the Steelers just—I mean, they were overrated when they were undefeated. And there's no doubt about right. that. But they've—they're not scoring points. They're not. They just—they don't have it. What they had before, they were actually scoring points. Seventeen points against the Bengals. Not even close to good enough. No. I don't know if I'm a football team 
I almost want to play the Steelers in that first round, get that done and over with, and say if we don't win, then we'll claim that they're a really good team. If we do win, then we played it the easiest team because right now they don't look good. They got guys catching balls and fumbling it up in the air, and then it's just it, nothing looks good about the Steelers right now. Fun fact. It just looks really bad. Fun fact. The Jets have scored yep. more points over the past three weeks than the Steelers have. Oh man, don't get me <laughs> don't get me started on the Jets right now. We'll get to that a little later, but yeah, yeah it's not good. It's not that's good. proof right there. It's proof in the pudding right there. But the Bengals came out and did what they needed to do with Ryan Finley at quarterback. They beat yep. an eleven and two football team. And yep. uh, they worsened their draft pick chances. Um, yes, they did. Not as bad as the Jets did. Again, we'll get there in a little <sighs> bit. But... Come on. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's it's where we're at in the National Football League season and where we're at in fantasy season because, really, we're at the end. And yeah. there's not much more we can do for you. If you're in the championship game, congratulations, because this is usually the week. If you're playing at Week 17, find a new league. Because we don't do that. Here. Yeah, we, week seventeen. Cool. Is I don't not like that okay. at all. Week seventeen is the weeks where you take the 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 people got everything clinched, and so they take out their starters. So why would you ever want to play a football game where they're taking out their starters? I wouldn't want to play fantasy football like nope. that. It's, so that's why if you're playing a week seventeen, unless it's just to add up the accumulative points totaled, I'm okay with that. Right. But it can't be. It can't be for a championship. That's unacceptable. No, it sure can't, because uh, there is one interesting stat. Um, it, it's 0 for 55. The passing yardage leader in the NFL at the end of the regular season is 0 for 55 in getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. That passing yardage leader never won the Super Bowl. Well, right now, Patrick Mahomes is the yardage leader by 300 yards. Wow. But if they win this week... Then they have nothing to play for in week 17, and thus will probably start Patrick Mahomes, but get him out after one drive or maybe not even start him. I don't know. And then somebody else like Deshaun Watson may be able to beat him as the passing yardage leader, and we will go to (laughs) (laughs) 0-56. Very possible. Yes. That's very possible. So that's one of those, just one of those things. Don't play your championship game in week 17, please. For the love of all that is holy in fantasy football, don't do it. (laughs) All right, uh, let's move along. Uh, We we have to talk about this guy. We have to talk talk about the team because we were both on him at the beginning of the year. We will look over our rankings and where guys ended up overall at the end of the year. After the season is completely done, we will we will go through all that because you know I'm curious as to how everything uh, lines oh, yeah. up. Yeah, but we got to talk about Josh Allen. He oh, is man. absolutely out of this world this year. I actually yeah. uh, visited an old post from about four months ago before the season started, and there was still so much trash talk about Josh Allen and how he's not what he thinks he is, and it's all fool's gold. And um, I just, we, we have to say, we told you so this year with Josh mm-hmm. Allen. If you were able to wait and take him in the 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th round of your fantasy drafts, you got absolutely the best deal out of anything ever because he's only had one-ish bad week, and he's gotten you a ton of points on the ground, 
Uh, Josh Allen is 5-0 this season versus teams currently ranked top 10 in pass defense. Yep. He's just he's doing it against everyone. Josh Allen has marked his seventh 300 yard game of the season, and he never had one coming into this season. That yeah. already ties Drew Bledsoe's franchise record for the Bills. Oh, uh, what else is there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I'll, I'll, I'll. You can go back to that in a minute. Okay. But Josh Allen, if you have him on your team, the chance of you of you being in your championship game this week is extremely high. Same with Patrick Mahomes, maybe Kyler Murray, depending on what happened in one of them weeks where he's only scored like eleven points. But Josh Allen, if you would have listened to us puts you in the championship league along with Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes, you had to draft early. All right. And Josh Allen, I just looked at his ADP right when you were talking about it, exactly 801. That is where Josh Allen was his average draft position this last year in the eighth round. And getting a, a quarterback, the number three quarterback right now, could very well be the number two quarterback at the end of the season. Yep. It, it, it's 100% what you needed. And that's where I was. Last year with Lamar Jackson, where he was being drafted even lower than the eighth round, I drafted him. And And we stayed away from him this year. We stayed away from Lamar Jackson this year. We were thinking about it a little bit, but neither one of us have Lamar Jackson anywhere. I I figured he'd be top five or so. I didn't think he'd be in the top 10, 12, wherever he's at right now. I'm not 100% sure. But I figured he'd still be good, which he's not terrible. You're still starting him. It's not like you're not. But... I just I didn't trust in him to repeat what he did last year. Exactly. So that's why I had to go a different route with somebody else who's a little bit similar. You know, I thought Josh Allen was going to do a little more with his legs, and he still has that ability to do that. But he's doing a lot of it with his arm, and he that's is, what really well. makes you feel like you got something special with Josh Allen right now. And Network and I talked about it last week. Yeah. He's doing it with his arm because of this guy named Stephon Diggs. Who oh, became my gosh, yeah an elite wide receiver this year mm-hmm. stayed healthy all year long. Yeah. He got a little banged up in this last game, but it seems like it's going to be nothing, but he I was the so. first wide receiver <laughs> in the NFL to hit a hundred receptions this year or this season. And he, he's going to break all sorts of bills records by, by the oh, end yeah. of the week 17. Um, I should have led with this and had you guess who I was talking about, but since <laughs> we're already, you know, we're talking about Josh Allen but the list of NFL players to ever tally 4,000-plus passing yards, 30-plus passing touchdowns, and 8-plus rushing touchdowns in a season, the list is Josh Allen. That's Nobody insane. has ever done that until that awesome. him this year. And it, it's been super fun to watch. Uh, the running backs were a bit disappointing for the Buffalo Bills, so maybe it's, they'll it's make true. that work next year, but it's working for them right now as is, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to yep. tell them that they're doing something wrong, but um, yeah. No, they're not doing anything wrong. I mean, they're winning. They're, they might have two losses, three losses, or whatever it is, so they're definitely on the road to a, at least the AFC Championship, I would imagine. They're at least on that road. Whether or not they lose in the first round, I don't know, but they are at least going they're heading that direction and they're they're a very good football team hard to watch them lose a game i can't imagine they're going to lose to a lower seeded team because they're just they're clicking on all cylinders especially right now it seems like they're almost unstoppable like omj it's like so totally the cringeworthy player of like the week <gasps> it's been a Whee! while can you guess 
who I have selected for our cringeworthy player of the week. And it is a player this time, not a coach or okay. you know, mascot or anything like that. It is an actual player. Give me a hint. Can you give me a hint? Um, he is a quarterback. Okay, so I got 32 options. Yes, you have one out of 32 chance right now. NFC. All right, I'll give you one in 16 chance. Okay, uh, NFC. Um, <laughs> boy, you know, I'm guessing it's something he said, and I haven't paid attention no, to anything. No, no, okay. didn't say anything. Um, the, apparently, there are no plans to release this player, but <laughs> this player was fined for a previous COVID protocol violation and now has been pictured uh, going to a nightclub without wearing anything mask-related uh, mm-hmm. with strippers. And um, <laughs> he is punishable by a maximum fine of one week salary or up to a four-game suspension. And I'm talking about Dwayne Haskins. Uh-oh. Going out there celebrating after that loss. And mm-hmm. he is living the high life. Um, right now, the, the worst part about this whole thing is there's been a comment by Ryan Leaf. You remember all, all oh, you out I, there, Ryan Leaf? I remember Leaf? Ryan Leaf, yeah, of course. Uh, Ryan Leaf, who has kind of turned it around somewhat in his life and everything, but he was mm-hmm. pretty, pretty off the rails for a while. Ryan Leaf says Dwayne Haskins reminds him of himself. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear that last part oh, you just said. He reminds him of himself. <laughs> oh, well, that's... Uh... That's that's okay. great. <laughs> so yeah, not not good. Um, Dwayne Haskins, I, he got in there only because uh, Alex Smith, you know, was not one hundred percent healthy, which ended up hurting us in the uh, yeah, podcast league. Uh, we had multiple injuries going into the semifinals this last week. No super flex. We have four quarterbacks on the roster. Could only play one of them, and it was Aaron Rodgers in his second worst week of the season. So if you can imagine, we did not win that. Plus, I think we went against Derrick Henry and Antonio Brown when he got his first touchdown of the year. And it was just list after list of guys that hadn't done much, you know, and they all kind of blew up. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Now, I got a question for you. This is not fantasy related. I mean, it kind of is if you really want to put that spin on it. But if Alex Smith's the quarterback, do you think they beat the Seahawks? I mean, they only lost by five points. Does Alex Smith give you six points? I I think Alex Smith gives you the confidence to be able to score those six points. And that that might be enough. It really might be enough. But sticking with the Washington football team, Apparently, Dan Snyder, everybody's favorite owner, strongly considering sticking with the Washington football team name, but Washington Foot- Washington Football Club also in the running. Oh, come on, pick, <laughs> get a mascot. You cannot stick unless the club is gonna like it's gonna be a picture of a club or something. That's fine. You want to call yourself the clubs? I don't give a the crap. Clubs. But pick a mascot of some sort. You can't just. Come on, uh, that's insane. So we'll stay in the NFC East. I'm, I'm, I'm having fun this week. We're not going to get a whole lot fantasy related this week. We'll we'll throw some stuff in there, but there is so much this week that I am having. So just 
it tickles my fancy, however you want to put it. <laughs> um, in the NFC East, all four of those teams are in a position to either pick at a top four spot or make a playoff run and pick at number 32. So the Eagles still have a chance to win the playoff? Or p- if to win the-, the Eagles beat the Cowboys this week and Washington okay. and the Giants lose, then Washington and Philadelphia will be playing for the division title week 17. So all you have to do <laughs> is have the Giants lose this week, or it doesn't matter if they lose no, this week No, Washington week. and the Giants have to lose this week because of tiebreaker stuff. And then okay. Washington and Philly play for the title in week 17. And it doesn't matter what the Giants do the week, the next week after. No, then I believe it's all tiebreakers are already done and said. So, okay, so I'll shoot, I'll root for it. I who cares? I don't want. I really a, want Alex Smith. To I do want it, a top I four pick. I want a top four pick. I do not want a division <laughs> title with six wins. Is no, no, please don't do that. But but Hertz is doing good. It could be the the Super Bowl winner. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I did. I played at the quarterback position. It was a super flex DFS. I played Lamar Jackson. Or, yeah, was it Lamar Jackson? Yeah, because he did good this last week, right? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 39, 40 points, whatever. I played Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts as my two super flex options at quarterback this week. And good I had call. David Montgomery and Derrick Henry as my two running backs. Unfortunately, I had a couple of wide receivers that stunk it up because I had to spend a little less money in the wide oh. receiver. And I picked the wrong uh, Baltimore receiver to pair with Lamar mm. Jackson, and mm-hmm. that one kind of hurt me. I mean, I got my money back for the week, but that's not making a profit, so... But it was yeah. kind of funny because I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to put Jalen Hurts in there. Nobody else is going to do that in DFS this week and feel confident. And yeah. wow, he actually scored a decent amount of points. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, I sent you a video uh, this last week about the eliminated stars that joined together to steal the <laughs> NFC <so> East. <laughs> that was the dumbest video I've ever seen. Uh, there's similar ones to that that yeah. I've seen in the past. But that was just like, oh, my gosh, it just keeps going. I thought it was going to end at some point. <laughs> no. It just kept going. It was so – it was funny. But it, it was, was funny. Really they had silly, but it was funny. They had, uh, you know, all the teams from the NFC East there. So you had a couple guys mm-hmm. sitting at a table together like they're – And then the clams. Re- and the clams, yes, the clams. <laughs> uh, I'll put a link to this in the show notes if anybody wants to watch it. Uh, but they had two Eagles sitting at a table. One was Jalen Hurts. I don't remember who the other was. And somebody was stealing the trophy or something like that, and Jalen Hurts got up and said, I'm going to go stop him. But they used a toddler's voice to say what he said, and I I almost (laughs) fell out of my chair laughing. I'm like, oh, no, they didn't. And uh, there was a Carson Wentz dig in there also, and I – as much as I love Carson, and I think he'll still be our starting quarterback next year, I, I felt a little bad laughing at it. <clears throat> you you either have to hope that he's your starting quarterback next year, or you pretty much have to get rid of him. Well, we you can't, can't afford it. We can't afford to cut him, and who's going to trade for him at that I'm just price saying, tag? You have to trade him. I don't know. Somebody stupid like the Jets will do it after we miss out on the first overall pick. <laughs> oh, let's get Carson Wentz. Let's waste all our money on that. I That'll mean, be great. Maybe we can trade him to Denver. I know John Elway likes trading trading for quarterbacks and not drafting somebody uh, any good because I, I don't think Drew I wouldn't Locks put the it answer. past him. <laughs> I, and of course, there's been rumors of reuniting with Frank Reich 
in Indianapolis, but I still think Phillip Rivers will come back for another season. Yeah. So yeah. I doubt that's going to happen. Um, let's see. Was there anything else? Uh, <laughs> Washington football. Uh, also, Dwayne Haskins, while we're still kind of in the area here, his captainship was taken away following the violation. Um, yeah. His teammates had voted him in, and now it's an internal punishment. I was uh, going to say, why is he the captain anyway? Uh, I he think should they, not be the captain. They gave him a captain when he started the season as the starter or whatever Boo. it was. Yeah, it was. You take it away. If you're not the starter no more, you take it away. You yeah. lost it because you stink. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> neither one of us had anything good to say about Dwayne Haskins before the season. Nope. I have nothing good to say nope. about him now. And uh, there's not much that's going to be able to change my mind going into next season. So, um, no, you know, no, he uh, won't be the starter. No. And, you know, of course, there were Pro Bowl stuff marked this last week and i don't really pay too much attention to pro bowl but there was some interesting ones uh i believe evan ingram got voted in over a guy like robert tanyan and robert tanyan is leading the league in yeah, tight end that's... touchdowns and he doesn't get voted into the pro bowl uh, what has what? evan ingram even done this year he's, he's, he's got nobody. like 56 catches and 550 is... yards and like one touchdown but it's a voting that's... thing so it's so it, stupid. It's like the it's like the MLB with the All Star game. It's like, come on. It's every year it's the Yankees and the Cubs. It don't matter how bad they are, they right. still get like five guys in there. It's uh whatever. I mean the Cubs are all seems like they're pretty good the last few years anyway. And the Yankees obviously they're always good. But it just seems it seems dumb to have the fans say, Ooh, that's an all star. Yeah. I mean, make make one or two people your all star vote. That's fine. Yep. But then everything else should be the people who know what they're talking about <laughs> it should be all right what else do we got here um the cowboys don't have a pro bowler for the first or the third time in like 55 years or something like that but come on andy dalton is good enough to be a pro bowler put that guy in there i oh. don't think so but here's a here's a nice stat for you Dak prescott still has more passing yards on the season than sam darnold that's awesome. <laughs> Flat out awesome. And we'll get to what I feel about the Jets once we get to that point. But I got some stuff I got to say. I know you do. Uh, just a couple more things, and then we'll fly through some of the games for this week. Uh, let's see. Uh, the 49ers are signing Josh Rosen off the Buccaneers practice squad to their active roster. Uh, what a bust. I, I wonder. I mean, you can say all you want about Sam Darnold and every, all the other people. Uh, Josh Rosen was just flat out a bust. It was. It's not good. I mean, yeah. he, he hit one year as the starting quarterback as a rookie, and then they said, you know what? There's somebody else out there. and le- It's very legitimate they went out and got yep. Kyler Murray because the guy sure is enough. fantastic. But it, – it, you just get rid of Josh Rosen, and all of a sudden, nobody – he can't be successful anywhere. The guy's not good enough, obviously. It just – it stinks for him because he was highly touted. Right. But not good enough, and he's a bust. Well, uh, it was I, – I still remember watching 
the first round of the draft where all those guys were drafted in and ooh, which Josh is going to be better. And like, Oh, Josh Allen's way too raw and he's not going to be anything. And Josh Rosen is more pro ready. He's going to go out there and he's going to lead a franchise in there. And I was just like, well, he might've played in a pro offense and have more experience maybe picking up on a pro offense. But when I looked at the tape of Josh Allen, yeah, he was pretty raw, but Holy crap. He could sling the ball and he could run the ball. And all you got to do is teach him some things. And see what the thing, the thing you hear when I hear raw, I don't hear of raw as in like, he's not experienced. I hear raw as in raw talent. Right. I mean, the guy has just plat out the talent that needs to have, you need to have that as a quarterback to be in the NFL. Yep. And if you can teach him how to be a systematic person, which obviously took, it took a couple years. I mean, he was did, not fantastic the first two years. And now all of a sudden you see that he's actually doing a fantastic job. And that has happened. The bills have done the right thing. They chose the right guy. There's no question about that. And I think he's the best quarterback in that draft. There's no doubt. I think you are right at this particular moment in history. At this moment, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, at this juncture, uh, the all the fans in our area, we live in Wisconsin, are mm. having a nice season. And they all thanked yeah. me as an Eagles fan for beating the Saints a couple weeks back so that they could <laughs> have the number one seed outright. Uh, and it's pretty much almost locked up for them. They do play... Yeah the Titans this coming week. So this could be an insane matchup. This one, I may be taking quite a few people in a DFS lineup because Packers versus Titans is going to be something, hopefully, to watch. Because right now, the Tennessee Titans are the highest scoring team in the NFL. Wow. When you think of the Titans, you think good. You think they got a good defense. they got a good offense. Um, you got guys like Derrick Henry, who alone has more rushing yards than 20 teams this season. On his own, more than 20 teams. And then you got guys like Ryan Tannehill, who in the flag league is the number seven overall quarterback, having a great year. He he really has only had basically Josh Allen numbers, just not as good of the highs. Um, And he's been consistent every single week. And he didn't make the Pro Bowl. He said he was frustrated Monday night that he missed the Pro Bowl. Um, asked about the idea yep. nationally that he just turns and hands the ball to Derrick Henry. He said, that perception is definitely out there. And I I, I see it. <laughs> I mean, you and I both have Ryan Tannehill in a couple of spots. So we yep. were rooting for him all year long anyway. But I know I had Derrick Henry in multiple spots. I had Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry on the same team in a couple of spots. And I had no issues playing both of them because they were both doing good, which means they have a high scoring offense, which means they weren't just doing it in on the ground. They weren't just doing it in the air. And guess what? This year, Corey Davis came to play and that helped out Ryan Tannehill a ton. I mean, let's look at the wide receiver numbers right now. Um, because we all know A.J. Brown is having uh, a very, very good season, and he missed a couple of games uh, early in the season, and he's the number 14 overall uh, wide receiver. And I'm looking for Corey Davis. He's the number 27 overall wide receiver, also missed two games. Just think, if they – let's do this by average now. 
that was by points scored total. Uh, average overall, A.J. Brown is number eight. And overall, Corey Davis is number 17. So if you're yeah. playing in 12-team leagues, that is a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two, like locked and loaded, not just a fringe wide receiver two. Corey Davis, when on the field, has been a wide receiver two. And, and he had two stinkers. He had a zero and a four-point game. So that means the rest of his games have been very, very good, on-point, consistent, and, and yep. you can't ask much uh, more out of him. Now, when you talk about Ryan Tannehill, you also have to remember the fact that he's somebody that's not being commanded in your draft. True. So his ADP this last year was late eighth round, early ninth round. So now you're talking Josh Allen at the very beginning of the eighth round, and then you got Ryan Tannehill at the very end or very beginning of the ninth round. Either one of them right now, and if you have him and that he's your starting quarterback, you're sitting pretty and you're really happy because Tannehill's the seventh overall quarterback right, be- right behind somebody named Deshaun uh, Watson and Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's he is part of the elite group right now. Do you have the ADP still up there of these quarterbacks? Because I got no. one Aaron Rodgers in the 11th round of that the big true. money league, and I'd love yep. to know what Aaron Rodgers' ADP is because – there was I'll find just out real quick. A, a, a good handful, five, six quarterbacks right there, eighth, yep. ninth, tenth round. You could have picked any one of them and be happy. Aaron Rodgers was basically, according to this, is 7.12. Okay, and that's so. craziness. That's craziness the way you look at it right now. The, the guys that were late picks yeah. for quarterbacks are the guys that are in the top five, six, seven, whatever it is with with Tannehill. And, but, man, it just it makes no sense. It's craziness. And just looking at it, we'll get to it in a whole episode. We'll break it down even more. But I, I got to mm-hmm. see, I'm sure Justin Herbert probably wasn't even drafted in most leagues to start the I season. I don't think so, Except no. for super flexes and, you know, things of that nature. But he, right now, is the eighth overall quarterback, and he didn't play week one, and he said one bad game. Literally a seven-point game, and then he has been over 20 every other game this season in this format, and that is, that's almost unheard of for a rookie quarterback. Yeah. It says here, and I don't know how much I believe this, but it says here that in recent drafts, Herbert's current ADP is 7.08. That might, that it's- might indicate that there was some rookie drafts that were incorporated with that ADP and rookie drafts were just rookies. So he, that probably yeah. skewed some things. I'm overall, not seeing, but. I'm not seeing just a flat out like team ADP. Right. I don't know if you even drafted him, honestly, because more than likely. Just, not. Yeah. Maybe you did in the last few rounds just because, but yeah. Yeah. But I want to go back. I want to go back to the, the, the Saints and the Packers, because right now the Packers look like they have it all locked in yeah. to be the number one seed. But you go watch out for a second because they do play the Titans, like you said. Right. So they could they could lose that game. I not I would not be shocked at all if they lost to the Titans. And then they play the Bears, which we'd think that's a guarantee win, right? Well, no, because the Bears aren't half bad. I mean, they're they're not half good either. Right. But they're also a huge rival to the Packers. There's nothing more that the Bears would want to do than to. Hey, unhinged their they chances. They might still be fighting for a playoff spot. There is still a oh, chance is, the Bears so, yeah. could make it. 
it, so there's nothing more they'd want to do is one, make the playoffs, two, unhinge the Packers from yeah. the number one seed. And then you look at where the, the Saints play. They're playing the Vikings. They should win that game. I mean, they just lost to the Chiefs barely last yeah. week. But Drew Brees so did sh- not look that good either. He did not look right. So I'm, I'm hoping he gets everything corrected. And this is his first week back, whatever. He gets everything back, back to normal. They should beat the Vikings. And then they play the Panthers. They should beat the Panthers. True. So do not count the Packers in as a lock. Now, the question comes, if I'm the Packers, because if they tie, they clinch it. Right. If you end up in a situation, do you kneel on the ball in overtime? Ooh. Do you kneel on it? I, I would. You clinch the number one seat. I don't care if I win or lose. It doesn't matter to me. I'm ta- I'm looking at the numbers. <laughs> Winning's nice, but losing means you might not get that buy. You have to play a game. So I, I just flat out would kneel on the ball. That's just a side topic. I like talking about yeah, that. Yeah, no, that, that's a good one to think about. I don't know because if you're the Packers – you have Aaron Rodgers, who's a very good actor, a very good <laughs> pretender. Uh, he, he, has a, he has a different brain, and he thinks outside the box. And I think he could make it look like they're still trying to win that game, but still take the safe chances of not making the mistake and still running out the yeah. clock in some ways and you know different things like that. And I could see them... Not pushing it, but I don't know that they would kneel on it. Although it well, would I'm still saying, make sense at the end of the game. At the end of the game, you have it like the fifty-yard line. You don't want to throw an interception. If they have it at the fifty-yard line, up. Aaron Rodgers is throwing a hail mary. He will audible out of a kneeling victory formation lineup, and he will audible <laughs> to a hail mary. <laughs> that's the, the, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, will Aaron Rodgers? not understand that you kneel the ball down, you get the number one seed. Yeah. And instead you go Hail Mary and you never know. And the guy could return it for a touchdown. I, it was very unlikely. I would assume. Yeah. Has it ever happened? Has that ever happened in NFL history where a Hail Mary at the end of the game was picked off and ran in for a touchdown? Because if you throw in a Hail Mary, you're most likely trying to win the game. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not, you're behind. You're not trying to win it because you're tied. You're trying to, to win it because you're behind. So I don't think that's ever happened I, in NFL history. I definitely can't think of anything offhand. You would think that would be one of the memorable ones with all the highlights right. we've seen over the years. Right. Like, oh, this is the one where he picked it off in the end zone and took it back 100 yards. And, and most of the time they just kind of fall on top of each other and right. somebody would be down. But, but I, don't know if there's ever been, I don't know if there's ever been a moment where it was needed by any team. Right, true. Like, it, like say this team needs to win this game to make the playoffs or whatever it is, because if they end in a tie, they're not going to get the playoff spot or whoever it is. Cause it could be the bears. It could be at the end of the season. If they end up in a tie with the Packers, they will not make the playoffs. And so if that scenario came down to it and the bears got an interception in the end zone, they shouldn't just fall on it. They should try to pitch it back and forth to try and get themselves yeah. a touchdown. Yep. <laughs> But so I, it's just, I don't know. It's a stupid thing to think about because it will never happen in our lifetime, I'm sure. But I don't know. I always think about the dumbest things that could possibly pop into somebody's head when it comes to football and victories. Right, right. All right, I got one more thing I want to talk about before we uh, move on to the games. This Dalvin Cook and of after course, picking up 13 cousins from the... <laughs> 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 nah. Like, well, you're really... Yeah, no, (laughs) of course I didn't click on the link beforehand and pause everything, but it is a link talking about Justin Jefferson, 
who right now yeah. in the flag league is the number nine overall wide receiver. Now, mm-hmm. I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to mention it again. The way his numbers look, they look Julio Jones-like because it's mm. really good or you shouldn't have had him in your lineup. You probably had somebody better to play. And that's not what we want to see going forward. It's been evening out a little bit towards the end of the season, but he has one, two, three, four, five games under 10, a 10-pointer, and then you have his... 15, 19, 18, 27, 22, and the 40 and the 31 that he had. So you can see how he's basically hit or miss. He's the new Stefan Diggs in Minnesota who did that. He would disappear and then have a good game again. So, you know, Again, we'll talk about what his inconsistency means, you know, for next season. But he is closing in on Randy Moss's Vikings rookie yards record, which... I did not think was even capable of coming close to, especially the way he started the season with almost nothing. We were like, ooh, did mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson get uh, uh, overhyped? Uh, but he's been doing it. I think what made Justin Jefferson the star of the show is the fact that Ola B.C. Johnson did nothing. <laughs> well, he yeah. was awful. He was awful on the field, and he was the number two guy, the guy that they were thinking we're going to try out. And he didn't do enough to <laughs> he did He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything to prove that he was the number two guy. So Justin Jefferson got his chance. And then that week, in week three, he blew it out of the water and scored like 32 points in fantasy football. So I think that just cemented it right there. And they said, okay, BC, you're done. And it's Justin Jefferson's turn. Now, when Randy Moss came on the scene, it was more because he was making huge plays. Oh, Randy Moss was a special talent. I mean, Justin Jefferson can, can break the record all he wants. Randy Moss, unless Jefferson does this every year here and here on out, yeah. Randy Moss was was a, a DK Metcalf like figure to where he not only had the figure to do all them great things, but he had the talent, the jumping, the speed, the the everything. He had the whole package. Moss one of the, if not the best wide receiver I've seen. It's hard to compare him to Jerry Rice, but, I mean, yeah. the guy had special talents that Jerry Rice didn't even have, so it's hard to say. But it's that's something that I, I'll never forget Randy Moss because that's within my lifetime where, even, yes, Jerry Rice was, but I was I was younger, and it wasn't as easily remembered. Right. So I have to go back and see like footage of Jerry Rice in, in a lot of essence, but I remember a lot of the Randy Moss stuff. So sure. it sticks in my head a little more. So here are Randy Moss's rookie uh, statistics. 69 yep. catches. Okay. That usually doesn't translate into a lot of yards, but the record for Vikings yards is 1,313 yards. So he was getting big throws every time and 17 touchdowns. So that's the difference, basically, between Randy Moss and Justin Jefferson is Randy Moss was making these huge plays and scoring points. Justin Jefferson already has more catches, 73 catches, and is still 130 yards behind Randy Moss with 1,182 yards and only seven touchdowns. I say only seven touchdowns because rookie wide receiver in this day and age getting seven touchdowns, that's a big deal. Uh, even DK Metcalf is uh, imposing of a figure he is, isn't scoring 17 touchdowns a year like Randy Moss was. Right, so right. Justin Jefferson doing what he's doing is impressive, but it's still, it doesn't look as impressive as what Randy Moss did 
with less catches and more yards at you know this point uh, in as a rookie in this season. So just something to ponder going in next year. How much are we going to put stock in a rookie receiving record in Justin Jefferson? Is Adam Thielen going to take a step down? You know, things we will discuss in the off season. There are plenty yeah. and it is going to be a, a wonderful uh, time. Every time we come out here and do an episode, uh, like I was saying last week, I think I enjoy doing off season stuff more than that's, that's exactly stuff. what I was just going to say. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, I, I love doing the in-season stuff, but there's you know a lot. You get a lot of the similar questions. Should I start this guy or this guy? Yeah. Why? Do you, why do you think that? You know, and it's not like it's boring, but like when you're when you're in the off-season, you're you're looking up these numbers and all these <laughs> other little things to to make sure you're drafting right. Because as much as you say you know can't win the season in the draft, that's a big part of it. There's a league that in uh in networks league. I did almost zero picking up because I drafted so well yep. and I'm in the championship league. So sometimes you do win it by drafting. I didn't need to go yes, pick sir. somebody up. I did everything in the draft. So sometimes, yes, you don't win it by drafting, but you start your winning by the draft. So it, you can always, you can make your argument either way, but I say, if you don't have a good draft, you don't have a good season. So you have to at least have a good draft to start it out. And again, we'll go into it in more detail, but I am going to look back at this season and these drafts that we did and these ADPs because half of that first round was a bust this year. So you had to be able to draft well in other rounds this year. You couldn't rely on Christian McCaffrey and oh, Zeke and Saquon and even Kamara for a couple of games, like a three-week stretch. You're like, what is he doing? It's almost playoff time. Get back to what you were, Alvin Kamara. So that first the round, biggest, you couldn't rely on all these guys. Who's, who is the biggest bust this year? That is such a good topic. Oh, yeah, I we mean, will you can, do it. You can obviously <laughs> talk about... McCaffrey, you could say Zeke, I mean, but he did play like every week except for this last week. Yeah, and then you could say uh, Dalvin Cook. Obviously, he's a bust, but like you knew it immediately. Not Devin Cook, uh, Saquon, uh, Saquon Bar- Barkley. Yeah. You knew that immediately, so it's not that big of a yeah. deal. Yeah, it wasn't his and, fault that he was a bust. Right. So he got hurt immediately. But, like, when you're holding on to somebody like McCaffrey, and you're just saying, okay, this it, it hurts more Yeah, <laughs> when you can't play somebody, and you know he's coming back, but you don't know when, and then every week it's a, a what-if thing, you, know, you don't know nothing. And then you got guys like Michael Thomas. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of options, really. Yes. If you really think about it, that first round, completely filled with guys that probably didn't help you this at year. At all, almost at all. And speaking yep. of Michael Thomas not her, uh, not helping you at all, we have mm-hmm. a Friday game. Uh, no Thursday game this week, but we have a Whee! game on Christmas Minnesota at New Orleans. You were just talking about it. This is the one that New Orleans has to win this one. If they lose, if they lose, it's over. So they have to win every game that they need last two weeks in order to have any kind of a possibility at knocking the the Packers out of that first seed. Now, because we live where we live, it's going to be interesting to see how people cheer for this game. Are are my my family and friends going to be cheering for the Vikings, or are they just going to say, you know what, whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to care. Like, yeah, no. If I would, I don't know. Like if that was the if that was the Jets in that situation, and the Patriots had to win to give us a bye, I don't know if I could cheer for the Patriots. <laughs> that I don't would know be if I very could do difficult. It. Very difficult. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll be looking forward to see if uh, Justin Jefferson can get the record in just this one game. Yeah. He's got two games to get 132 yards or whatever it is. I'm assuming yep. he can probably do that. Um, I would like to see Adam Thielen uh, just – not that we need him for anything. I don't know if you have him in uh, network. I still league, have him. So, uh, I mean, not, he's the number. Right now. He's in the number twelve overall wide receiver, but he's been kind of inconsistent too. So we'll Last talk about weeks, those. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll go in depth on Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. If it was a one or the other thing, like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, or if there mm-hmm. were weeks that were good and bad, both maybe. They both suffered when Dalvin Cook had really good weeks. So we'll go into that so we know what we've got, you know, in a team. If, if you're willing to take those inconsistencies, you know, if, if you're going to pick somebody on uh, the Minnesota Vikings. And then, you know, like I said, no Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints. So insane. Um, it, it was just, I, I don't even know how, how to approach him next year now. And, yeah. again, that's for later. We're just talking about now. Um, yeah. But Drew Brees, is, he's got to get back on his game, and that is something that I, I, I think they rushed him back. I know they probably thought they had no chance he, at beating the Chiefs last week if he didn't play, but I, I think it was too I was quick. watching that game, and – I'm just thinking because that, that was one of the only games I could watch because <laughs> right. the internet where I'm at right now it was not great at the time. It is it's better now because yeah. we upgraded, but it was not good enough to where I could watch games on my phone or whatever. So I was watching the games that are locally televised, and that was one of them. And I'm just thinking, Breeze doesn't look right. There's something not there yet. Obviously, I knew yeah. he had his rib issues, his lung, or whatever. But then they said. Drew Brees has never gone 0 for 5 to start a game in his career. Mm-hmm. And he went 0 for 6 or 0 for 7, whatever it was. Yeah, it was and I'm bad. just like, what? <laughs> That's insane. That you, how, many, how many quarterbacks have never gone 0 and 5 with the first five passes? That's insane. The guy has been, throughout all of his career, as one of the best quarterbacks in the game yeah. to ever play the game and that right there that stat the fact that he went over six or seven or whatever it was and he's never done that before that tells you right there just how talented he really is well, it was like three years in a row he broke his own uh completion percentage record yeah every year yeah. and this last game he was 15 of 34 he, that was 45 percent or whatever completion rate that's yeah. that's not drew Brees, and he still threw for three yeah. touchdowns and had an okay fantasy week but that was not drew Brees like what we really saw in that game but i don't know and I, this could be debated but i i just don't think that if you have Taysom hill as quarterback that you still you're not going to beat the chiefs they're going to figure out a better way to beat Taysom hill i don't think that would have mattered so i still think drew Brees was the best choice there yeah. and they almost got it done i mean it was a closer game yeah. Then it looked. It did feel like the Chiefs were outmanning them the entire time. But then Drew Brees still made yeah. a, made it happen. It made it a way to happen. And I don't think Taysom Hill could have done that. Nope. I think you are 100% right. It was fun uh, to watch Taysom Hill as it lasted, but it was yeah. a completely different football team while he was out there. Yep, 100%. Uh, we got three Saturday games, Tampa Bay at Detroit. <laughs> um, obviously, that should be a Tampa Bay game, but... Sources say the Lions' COVID-19 positives from yesterday left their coaching staff in a difficult situation. Almost all 
of their defensive staff members are considered close contacts, while interim coach oh, no. Daryl Bevel is too. Detroit still determining who can coach this Saturday. You don't need a coach. Just go out there and play. It's recess. Yeah. At this <laughs> it doesn't point, matter if you win or not. Just go play. So, not much to really talk about in this game. But, Matt Stafford, do you think Detroit even bothers bringing him back? And if not, you have a super, super early season prediction about where Matt Stafford ends up next year. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Oh, all right. Um, but I, I, it's hard because if you look at it, you really think, you know, he's not a terrible quarterback. But at the same time, do you feel like he's he's good enough to be a back, uh, bad enough to be a backup? I don't think he's bad enough to be a backup. But at the same time, who's going to want to go out and get Matthew Stafford as their starting quarterback? Here, I feel here's like people want to move on. His numbers are not bad. He has 3,700 passing yards. So if he plays the last two weeks, even one of those weeks, he might go over 4,000 yards again. He has 23 touchdowns and only nine interceptions. That, that's not a bad season. Just, uh, you <laughs> find me a team that's good that needs a uh, starting quarterback and that fixes the issue. Um, I would say if everybody comes back healthy next year, the Denver Broncos offense would be spectacular with a Matt Stafford type quarterback. I mean, well, that's well, I'd have to see it. Uh, that's that's pushing me a little bit. And then you can see the Bears. Even I could I almost put that there, but I don't think that's going to fix it. I, I don't think I don't think Matthew Stafford fixes the Broncos. No, I don't. I don't think he does. I think the Broncos are still too young and just too discompobulated for me <laughs> to say that they're going to be good enough. I mean, they barely beat the Jets. So what do you want to yeah. say about that? Uh, we got San Francisco at Arizona. Um, Whee! That's uh, Josh Rosen now facing his former team in the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know if Josh Rosen will even sniff the field, but he is I on the active not. roster. So uh, <laughs> uh, other than that, I mean, we, we just got to say, um, again, we told you so a little bit, San Francisco. Now they were decimated by injuries here and there. It was bad. But it was bad. Their defense still wasn't that bad. So for them to make that big of a drop was still a little surprising. But, again, we weren't on San Francisco. Maybe not because of injuries, but technically we were right. Right. Well, we were right because of we said they weren't going to be that great. But I, I didn't expect them to not have a chance to make the playoffs. Right. I thought they, you know, still be playoff. To, you know, I'll talk a little bit about the seventh. You know, the seventh seed they could squeak in there. I just thought they weren't going to win the division. I thought they'd maybe be the third team in the division. I didn't realize they were going to get all the injuries, and I think that did affect them quite a bit. I mean, you think you're starting quarterback, your your running backs were all injured at one point, yes. and then your your best linebacker got hurt, and it, it was it was it was a decent amount of injuries. So it's it's hard to say that they would have been worse i mean i think there's no way you could, you actually expect them to at least be that playoff team and i that's all we were trying to say right. we just were saying they were going to fall from where they were they weren't going to be yeah. a super bowl contender again yeah. and you know when you're looking at stats the team has had a bad year when their top fantasy scorer is not your quarterback and yeah. i just have to say i hadn't really looked at brandon Ayuk's numbers 
I knew he was doing well, but I hadn't yep. just focused straight on him because I didn't have him anywhere. But I'm looking now, and he's missed two weeks in the last well, since week seven. He there was a bye, and he missed two games. I don't remember what they were for, but every single one of those games, he was over twenty points as a wide receiver. Yeah. That's that's something to really keep in mind for next year, and that is with Nick Mullins and that's true. Um, who the heck was their other quarterback, C.J. Beathard. I mean, guys like that were throwing to Brandon Ayuk mm-hmm. these last few weeks because Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't really played since Week Eight, so he's been doing that's it right. with just absolute garbage at the quarterback position. <laughs> and good or bad, we always can cherry pick a stat or cherry pick which way you want to do this no George Kittle did that mean he was targeted more or did that mean he had more coverage and still did what he did with those points well I would say I don't really want to I'll take I'll take Ayuk later in drafts next year whatever that's fine I'll take that chance possibly I'll have to dig into it more obviously because next year is still quite a ways away but I would say that does affect it. Obviously, Debo wasn't on the field all year. I mean, it, it, there's they just had so many injuries. It yeah. just makes everything kind of messed up. But there is one guy I'm looking at, and I think he's going to drop in drafts, and that's Raheem Mostert. Because what I see when I see him on the field, right. he looks fantastic. The problem is his numbers in fantasy don't look fantastic. Nope. So that makes me feel like I can get a good value going in the next year. Yeah, because – literally every game that he has been out there except for ones where he kind of re-injured has been a good decent fantasy performance you know because he was going in what the fifth ish round maybe this year because uh, there was talks of you know all those running backs splitting up time and stuff and, and he was still producing like an rb1 rb2 most games he was on the field so definitely one to keep an eye on next year it says here that he was in this seven spot. His ADP was six oh seven. Okay. So, and that that's fine. I keep him there because I'll still take that as long as he doesn't get injured. That's right. the big problem. That's 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 the bugaboo. He missed six games, and that that will be a problem. But I feel like his talent that I see, and this is what I said about Singletary, so I could be way off here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still think Singletary has ex, excellent talent, but they just don't use him the, in the proper way. Right. But when I when I see Mostert, I see the talent exceeding his fantasy per, his performance. So I want to take a chance on the talent and see if it will match up with the fantasy performance next year. And I'll take that chance as long as it's in the later rounds. Yep. Uh, the last game on Saturday is Miami at Las Vegas. Uh, a couple of teams that, and I, and I keep saying it, is like I don't get them. They don't make any sense from week to week how they're winning football games. Well, <laughs> Las Vegas is giving up football games uh, or getting games given to them by the New York Jets, but we don't need to talk <laughs> about that anymore. Um, uh. But again, I'm looking, and I'm looking at the flag stats, and I'm looking at the overall Miami Dolphins point-getters in fantasy, and this is including IDP, and I say that because I'm looking at the points for all these guys. Ryan Fitzpatrick is still the overall top point scorer, and then you've got Eric Rowe, safety, Jerome Baker, linebacker, 
Uh, Emmanuel Ogba, defensive end, Xavier Howard, cornerback, <laughs> Kyle Van Noy, linebacker, Jason Sanders, kicker, then Tua, then Devontae Parker, then Mike Gesicki. Wow. Um, yeah. And it's not like Gesicki's been bad. For tight ends, he's actually been fairly decent over the past month of the last uh, part of the season. But their offense isn't that great. So how no, are they winning games? No, it seems games? like they're it's where they're, it's with one or two things with the Dolphins. It's either they're extremely underrated and we're going to see them just destroy teams in the playoffs or or not destroy, but win games. Right. You know, the playoffs are going to be playing against good teams. Or they're what it looks like and they're not going to do anything in the playoffs because once they make the playoffs, it's I, I can't honestly, the way I see it, they're going to lose their first game. I don't think anybody, any other team in the playoff picture. And let me look at the playoff picture really quick, because I can't, I can't imagine they're going to win that first game. AFC not with Tua at quarterback this year, because no, they're going to be behind, and Tua's going to have to lead a game-winning drive. And I just, I don't see it yet in Tua in that offense. He still needs more time to figure it out. He he could be a generational talent, but he's got to. Put it all together, and I haven't seen that out of them yet. Let's see where they are. They're nine and five right now, and they're yeah. the seventh seed. Right. That's actually I did not know that. Um, so yeah, I, they're, that means they're going to play the number two team, which is the Buffalo. Bills. And there's no, they're they're not going to beat the Bills. <laughs> Should not beat the Bills. The Bills are way better than the Dolphins right now. It's either that or or or. or. This is this is where I see the Dolphins. They could win if they jump up to the sixth seed. And the Colts end up losing a game or whatever. If the Dolphins jump up to the sixth seed and they play the Steelers, I could Ooh, see them beating the Steelers. That would I think be the Steelers have one. fallen apart. Yeah, I, I really think they have. Unless it was just bad juju. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best joke I've said all year. I should have dropped the mic and got out yep, of here. Yeah, you should have just left. You're like, you're on your own. I've peaked. Uh, that's it. There's nothing left. Oh, the Steelers play the Colts this week. Oh, well, so if the Steelers well, well. can beat the Colts, then, 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 then the Dolphins win against uh, the Raiders. Then the I don't know what the tiebreaker is, but I would imagine Dolphins probably jump up, and then they play the Steelers, and I could still see the Dolphins beating the Steelers. Man. But I can't see the Dolphins beating <laughs> the Titans, the Browns, the, the Colts. The Bills or the Chiefs, but the Steelers, yeah, I could maybe, see that. Maybe I could see that. Well, they're playing the Raiders this week, and that is another team that uh, you just you don't know what to expect, except for Darren Waller most weeks. Uh, even Josh Jacobs has uh, put things out there. He he is not a fan of your fantasy football team. He does not care about any of your fantasy football team. And he even said mm-hmm. something on his Instagram a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm not playing this week. And I was like, <laughs> he's still on the active roster. I don't think, and I didn't fall for it. I didn't take the bait. Yeah. I did not put Devontae Booker in, even though I had him on the roster, because it would have been a dumb move not to have Devontae Booker in if Josh Jacobs weren't active, because Theo Riddick was True. also inactive, and it would have just been um, Booker and Richard. And you know he would at least got the volume to have a chance to have a good fantasy week. But he did not. And, uh, yeah, Josh Jacobs, 12 points that week. 24 points this last week. So, you don't know what to 
expect out of Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Is, is pure volume. 26 carries, but only 76 yards. But got in the end zone. Three catches for 38 yards. Like, you got to play him, obviously. I just, I hate the way that he scores his fantasy points. Because it's just, it's just pure volume. And I, I hate mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um, other than that. Well, to keep. To keep the Raiders' hopes alive, they have to win. Well, They're 7-7. Seven seven. The Ravens would have to lose both their games. Oof. The Dolphins have to lose both their games, which <laughs> obviously would happen with the Raiders. Uh, who the Ravens play? They play the Giants this week. I could see the Ravens winning mm. that game, so I'm sorry, Raiders. I don't think you're going to make the playoffs. All right. Well, uh, it will be interesting to see um, with all the – semi-injuries and stuff that the Raiders had this year, if if their wide receiver core does better. Uh, Nelson Aguilar was their best wide receiver this year, fantasy-wise, and I doubt mm-hmm. he stays with the Raiders. He was there on a one-year deal. He actually did pretty darn good. I'll look at his stats really quick. Uh, he has 72 targets, 42 catches, 684 yards, seven touchdowns. He's been very productive with what he's uh, been given, and he's gradually gotten more targets over the last month and a half of the season, and, and he's done fairly well with them. So I, I mm-hmm. doubt he is back with the Raiders because somebody will pay him more than the Raiders can afford to. Um, but who knows where that'll be, and it sucks that Nelson Aguilar keeps having to start over um, <laughs> his career. Uh because, you know, he had basically two different careers with the Eagles. He started off yep. terrible, then had a couple of good seasons and was a part of the Super Bowl run, and then had another bad season, and then came back with the Raiders, and uh, I would say had a successful season for what we expected out of him. And mm-hmm. uh, other than that, uh, yeah, we'll get into that later on in the off season. Yep. All right, Atlanta at Kansas City. Whew, that should be a bloodbath. Um, <laughs> Atlanta's defense <laughs> sucks, so, um, yeah, start all your Chiefs in DFS because they have been absolutely on fire. Uh, I, I always feel like that law of averages should be applying to guys like Tyreek Hill. Like, well, he had a 58-point week a couple weeks back, and, and mm-hmm. he keeps putting up, you know, 27, 20. And Travis Kelsey, holy crap, just unreal numbers for him this year. If you didn't have Travis Kelsey at the tight end position or Darren Waller, you were losing 10 points a game to whoever had Travis Kelsey. That, yeah. Just insane. He was two tight ends this year on the same, yep. he really same was. slot. And go figure, because all the tight ends seem to suck this year. So somebody had to make up for it, and apparently yeah. Travis Kelsey decided, I'll be two. You guys can just be your you know point three or whatever it is you got to have. Yep. But um, the question for this game is a lot of people, if they're in the championship, there's a chance you got Julio Jones. What the heck, Julio? We need you to play. And even now, Julio Jones, we don't know what's going to happen this, this next nope. week. If Julio plays, you, you'll want to play him, but and especially against the team you know is going to score a bunch of points against right. you. So you know they're going to have to pass the ball a lot. But I don't know what you, what you do with Julio Jones at this point. I, I, I try to be an expert, but sometimes <laughs> when it comes down to people like Julio, it just bothers me so much. I can't even handle I can't even handle having Julio on my team right now. So next year, I may not even have to think about Julio anymore. I just say, nope, I'm done. I'm pretty sure we're going to have to have another dear Julio moment in the offseason. My gosh. 
Uh, I'll be looking forward <sighs> to that. I wrote a letter to him a couple of years back. I'm going to write yep, another I letter remember. to him this this coming off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, it's time for Tom and his rant. Cleveland <clears throat> at New York. The Jets coming off their first win of the season. Are you excited, Tom? I can't be more excited to JJ. I'm John Eddie Jr. I, I, the, the Jets are the best team in football right now. I think that winning against a team like the Rams, obviously they are so good, and we deserve this win. There's no question that we are playoff bound never again because we <laughs> suck so much to where we had to go out and win a game we had no business winning. There, I, I, I can't even – it's just awful. Why? <laughs> Why? Unless you saw the Jacksonville Jaguars win their game, there's no reason for you to try and win this game except for pride. And I understand Sam Darnold wants to not save his job maybe, but at least make him look like he's good enough to be a starter for another team if they want to take that chance. I understand why some of these guys want to play hard, and obviously it's football they want to win. But as a fan, every single fan, as a New York, if you're a New York Jets fan, you are hating the fact that we won. Why is that? It's not because uh, we just lost out in the first pick in the draft. No, it's because we lost out on a player that everybody is comparing to Patrick Mahomes, saying he might be the next guy that wins a Super Bowl for a franchise. Without, If the Chiefs didn't have Patrick Mahomes, are they winning the Super Bowl? No, they're not even getting close. Well, they might get close, but they're not going to win that Super Bowl. You know that. If the Jets don't get this first pick in the draft because we won this game against the Rams, then I don't want the second pick in the draft. I just assume, just say, you know what? Let's stick with Sam Darnold, see what happens there. We've, we've been developing him for this long now. Let's just see if we can continue his development. He's young. He still has the talent. I do believe he has the talent. Let's trade that pick or pick a really good wide receiver or a running back, whatever it is. Even if I don't want defense, I still think <laughs> their defense can be, be fine. A, a defense is Obviously, only giving up 20 points to the Rams. That's not bad. That's fine. So I don't think our defense needs a ton of work. But our offense, we could still get another offensive lineman with that second pick, or we could trade back and get a couple other picks that could really help us out. I don't see any reason, if we can't get that first pick, to pick a quarterback with the second pick. I don't want it. I'd rather just see Sam Darnold continue his journey. And if that doesn't work, I'm sorry. I don't care. But – I wanted Trevor Lawrence. There's no, we screwed it up. It's absolute garbage that we won this game. The Jaguars are probably a worse team just based off of the way that we have performed the last few weeks. Obviously not against the Seahawks. We got crushed. But I, I think we are a better team. But we had a chance to really, really possibly improve our team so much so that we could be a, a playoff team this next year. If if Trevor Lawrence is that good, which everybody seems to be on board with, they're saying he is that good. He is an Andrew Luck type of quarterback. He is a a Patrick Mahomes type of quarterback. Somebody that can change your franchise. If he's that good, why? Why then would you even try to to win this game? Adam Gase he he wants to win a game so he can say he didn't go down on <laughs> sixteen. And he knows he's getting fired. Yeah. If the, if if. If I'm Joe Douglas, I would have fired Adam Gase after winning that game. I would have said, you absolutely screwed it up for us. <laughs> you messed it over for us, and now I can't stand you. You're fired. And maybe that's the reason. That's Maybe that was the reason that 
that he was holding on to him. That's what I was thinking. It's like, well, maybe he's holding on to him because he knows we're not going to win any games with him. Maybe Adam Gates was the one that accidentally made that call that uh, made the Raiders win against us at the last second. <laughs> at the time, I was like, Adam Gates is extremely smart. Our defensive coordinator <laughs> did the right thing. That's what we needed to do. We needed to lose that game so that we didn't get the second pick in the draft. And now here we are. Here we are. We have the, the second pick in the draft right now, the way things are playing out. And it does me absolutely, it gives me no joy no. to say, oh, we could still get a quarterback with that pick. No, we already got a quarterback with the third pick in the draft. We still have him. I still think he's good enough. If, if we're going to go after a guy that's not somebody compared to Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, we could still get Andrew Luck. I mean, we could go out there and sign him. But, <laughs> but if we're not going to get that type of guy, there's no reason for us to go after a guy that could be. We already have a could be on our team. We don't need another one. I'm just going to look up the Jaguars uh, schedule real quick because I got to see if there's a chance for them to lose any games here. Jaguars. You mean win? Let's see here. <laughs> I think you want Jags to win a game. To win a game. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, it's everything's backwards. Of course. Uh, they could beat the Bears this week. I could see that happening. It That's is... a very... It's a possibility. Yeah. Possibility. They're not going to beat the Colts, though, the next week after that. So it, it all rides on this week. Well, they play at noon. When do the Jets play? Let me find out. Jets. They're both noon. Ah, that sucks. Yeah. They're I was close. really hoping I'd know whether or not we need to lose this game. Well, we need to lose no matter what. Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed the uh, <sighs> Tom Tuttle rant portion of this episode. So stupid, man. <laughs> and I watched that video that you sent me from Rich Eisen. Yes. And he said not one, only one other time where there was a 1-15 in 15 team that got the second pick in the draft. And that wasn't because there was another 1-15 in 15 team or an 0-16 team. It was because the Texans came into the league that year. Right. Everybody knew you were going to get that pick, the second pick. No matter how bad your record was, you yep. could not get the first pick. And there's only one other time the team has gone 1-15. And who knows, maybe the Jets win another game and we don't well. fall into that category. Uh, please don't. Let's, let's not do that. I'd and. rather just go 1-15 and have the chance that one of these weeks the Jaguars will win. Let's Give me that hope, please. Yeah. Don't ruin it next week and say, okay, now it's all screwed up. If we win one more game, it's over. Oh, yeah. It's, it's over. Done. Unless the Jaguars win both of their games, which will not happen. <laughs> yeah, no. But – we cannot win anymore. We have to hope the Bears, because that's possible. The Bears can beat them. There's no question about that. But the Bears can absolutely suck, and the Jaguars can get lucky. And then all the Jaguar fans will be saying exactly the same thing that I'm saying right now. <laughs> I, I, there's so much to say about it. I, I am just, I'm not a happy camper nope. when it comes to this stuff. I, I, there's only one positive thing I can pull out of it, is that is, and I've always said this every year, I never want to be the team that goes 0-16. But in this case, <laughs> it would have been it would have been worth it. It could have been. It would have been worth very it. Very well worth it. Uh, there was one other situation where two teams had one win, but it was before they expanded, and it yeah, was that, one in thirteen. That doesn't count. I, I know it doesn't count, but I loved the outcome of it because that was a coin flip. They didn't have the strength to yep. schedule like they do this year. That's a whole other topic we could rant on. But that coin flip. I don't remember who the other team was, but it was between the Pittsburgh Steelers and another team. The Pittsburgh Steelers won the coin flip and drafted Terry Bradshaw. 
And, and then five Super Bowls later, that worked out pretty it well. It worked didn't out it? really, really Come well. On. So um, I don't know if there's going to be a petition by the entire New York Jets fan base to try and get the coin flip reinstated, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I know so. you would sign it. So <laughs> I would sign it right now. All right, let's run through quickly. Indianapolis at Pittsburgh, you talked about that with the Miami Dolphins chances and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh looks terrible. Indianapolis could very well beat them. Uh, But, yeah, Pittsburgh is just a lost cause to me at this point. It seems like they're falling apart. It just doesn't look like they're anywhere close to the undefeated team we saw three weeks ago. Yep. Uh, and then we've got, like we were talking about, Chicago at Jacksonville, where I still think David Montgomery could have a very, very good game. That's he very has true. been a fantasy savior coming on exactly like Derrick Henry did a couple of years back. And here we are. These are my two guys, Derrick Henry and David Montgomery. Uh, you got yeah. the Giants at Baltimore, like you had mentioned. Baltimore, I mean, New York's not great, but Baltimore's not been playing very good either. So, <laughs> interesting to see there. Um, Cincinnati at Houston. Cincinnati coming off a win against Pittsburgh. Houston really has nothing to play for, but Deshaun Watson still got a chance to yep. put up some big numbers, and at least he can say, I'm not the problem here. It wasn't me. No, he's me. definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I mean, he is absolutely, when it comes to fantasy points and production, he is putting up a very consistent line. And there's only been like one one week he's under 20 points, where I feel like there's other guys that are in, within that realm. That Russell Wilson's been under 20 twice. Yep. Uh, let me look at some other guys here. Not there. We have uh, Josh Allen's been under 20 twice. Yep. We have, it looks like, um, Kyler Murray has not been under 20 twice, and there's no way Patrick Mahomes has been twice. Um, but, yeah, th- some other guys have been under 20 twice, somebody like Russell Wilson like that, but De- Deshaun Watson's only been under 20 one time, and it was almost 20. Yeah. So it's not like it was even that far. But he has been very consistent throughout the entire year. He is going to be somebody on my mind going forward to, if he can get some wide receiver help, yeah. This could be a very good thing going into next year. Well, and and I don't know if this is considered wide receiver help, but David Johnson just had about half of his entire was, receiving production insane. in one it game. 11 targets, 11 catches for 106 <laughs> yards. Like, what? What? The, there was nowhere even close anywhere the rest of that season. He had eight carries for 27 <laughs> yards, 11 catches. We remember David Johnson consistently doing this for the Arizona Cardinals for a couple of years, and it's never repeated itself until this last week. Where did that come from? Right. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just glad I've started him Right. in the one league I had him <laughs> in. Uh, but he had 11 receptions, like you said. And then it's the rushing yards that I thought, you know, oh, he must have had a rushing yards and a touchdown or something. I'm not looking at the stats. I just saw the fantasy production. Like I said, I was unable to watch the games that I usually watch because I'm out in the middle of nowhere right now, <laughs> and I I could only watch the locally televised stuff. But when I'm looking at the stats, all of a sudden I'm like, he had 11 receptions. This is where's where's where was this been? Yeah. Like that's what I wanted out of David Johnson. That's what I expected because Houston wanted David Johnson. They got rid of the best, well, one of the best wide receivers to get him. Plus they got a draft pick, but. 
I mean, it just it flat out, I the writing was on the wall for me. I was like, mm-hmm. they're going to use him the way that I expect him. And this was the game that I expected to see all year. That didn't happen. So I I don't know what to think about David Johnson going forward. Obviously, he's still on my radar. Yeah. But it's 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 becoming less what's the word appealing uh yes less appealing uh day by day but this does if we can see this for the next 2 weeks and this continues right. i will he'll he'll come on my radar and start flashing in the corner of my eyes so i can <laughs> see him again but right now he's kind of over here and i he's in the back of my mind but he's not at the full picture of my face right now I, that's a horrible way to describe it but <laughs> you know what i'm saying i do don't, and i'm gonna clip that don't, and we'll don't put even it all start together. with the cyclone of horribleness that's not no 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 i'm gonna put them go all together to and we're gonna have one compilation episode <laughs> uh all right we I, I think there is a team they're playing the texans are playing the bengals and i'm gonna want to do an in-depth look later on in the offseason with the bengals uh, when we know A.J. Green's probably not going to be back, uh, right. we're going to have to look and see if Joe Burrow is going to be healthy going into next season because you were absolutely right with a guy like T. Higgins. Like He was a first-round-worthy oh, yeah. wide receiver in the NFL draft, and yep. he has looked yep. great. Of course, all production has gone down since Joe Burrow got hurt, so we want to look a little more in-depth at that. Are these guys going to be worth it if Joe Burrow is not going to be ready for the start of the season next year? Or maybe even if he is, is he going to be the same player until he gets his footing back? You know, things of that nature. Because I'm looking at these stats, and while there was some impressive runs here for fantasy, a safety is the top-scoring player in fantasy football in an IDP league for the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah. Joe Burrow still number two, and then another safety is number three. Then you get Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins and Gio Bernard, and that's just it's a it's a, a frustrating situation to be in, especially because we only got less than half a season out of Joe Mixon because he was fine when he was in there. It wasn't great, but he was okay. Where is Joe Mixon yeah. going to go in next year's draft? Again, it's for a later episode in the off season. Because we don't have much to worry about for fantasy right now. Yeah, I just think it's real quick before we go. I mean, we're not going to talk all about it and dive into it. But you got Ryan Finley as your quarterback. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's not even a that's not even worthy backup to me. So yes, of course, the production is going to go down for T. Higgins. I, I don't. I don't. I don't really see anything about that. Joe Burrow's in there. I I still think it's going to be fantastic for the for somebody like T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, people like that. AJ Green, I he's off my list now. I mean, yeah. he had a, a few weeks where I was like, oh, he's coming back, oh, and there then it he just yeah. you know, he, there he, he fizzed away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we got uh, NFC what or AFC West matchup: Denver at Los Angeles. A couple of Young quarterbacks, obviously we talked about uh, Justin Herbert. He's like the number eight overall quarterback in fantasy yeah. uh, yep. in our scoring system, and he, he's looked amazing. But I, is that because their team hasn't been winning and they've been behind and they've had to throw the ball and they haven't had Austin Eckler for all year? Will it decrease next year? Usually you look at a rookie, he's had a good, oh, next year. He's going to get even better because he's going to have a full offseason under his belt of being the starter and getting all the reps. But that offense is going to look different next year probably. And, and yeah, I don't know what to make of him going forward. 
A lot of question marks still out there for this team in general because they're not a great team. So, again, like you said, they're throwing the ball a lot because they're losing a lot. So that's why he's got a lot of passing yards, a lot of fantasy production. He's eighth overall. I mean, it it doesn't add up, but then it does add up. I mean, it, right. it, it it's the only way. It doesn't it doesn't make sense to where you're that bad of a team, but you got a quarterback that's scoring a lot of points. Well, you're that bad of a team, so you got a quarterback that's scoring a lot of points like that. That's right. kind of makes sense. But the the fact that he is scoring more points than Lamar, Lamar Jackson, that that's surprising. Yeah. I mean, there's something to it, but at the same time, if they start getting to a point where they can start actually being in the lead for a lot of these games, you got to imagine they're going to start running the ball more, being safer with the throws and things like that. But right now, they're just letting them sling it, which I'm all for. I mean, yeah, sure. get the guy, get the guy ready for for the NFL and let him sling it. Then say, listen, don't worry about your confidence. Just do you, and and whatever happens, happens, because that's what they're doing. They're letting the guy just play his game, and don't they're not worrying about it. They're not worrying about the hey, you know, we're not going to win this game. Don't worry about. It. Go out there and just do your best. And I think that's the best way to handle a rookie if you're going to play a rookie in in the NFL as at quarterback. Normally I say hold on to that guy, let him learn for a little bit. And that's that's I think that's old school now. I don't think that's yeah, something people is. are doing anymore. It's it's one hundred percent now. Go out there and show me what you got and don't worry about it. And I think that's the best way to handle it. But when you when you are a competitive team and you got a rookie like somebody like uh Tua, that that puts a little too much pressure on Tua. And I think that's going to hurt him because they're actually a decent team to where he's trying to perform and actually win games where yeah. where you got Justin Herbert, he's not trying to lose games, but he's just going out there and playing. Yeah. Well, I think they just need to tell Tua, don't worry about it and see what happens. But right now they're in the playoff picture, so it's going to be more difficult for Tua, and I think that puts a lot of stress on him, especially looking over your shoulder. You got somebody who you know is good enough to win games as well, and for Ryan Fitzmagic. Right. So it, it puts it makes me not want to consider Tua next year. But I don't know about Justin who, uh, Herbert. I never liked him in college. I didn't think he was going to be good enough right. in the NFL. So I want to see what happens if they if that team can be good enough to get some leads. Yes. How that affects Justin Herbert going forward. Yep, for sure. And they're playing against the Broncos, who have been an absolute disaster this season. Yeah. They've gone back yep. and forth. Melvin Gordon has put together an okay season. Um, <laughs> a lot of you drafted him fairly high where it was a disappointment. Uh, but if you were able to get him a little bit later, he was actually worth it in in most aspects. Um, but the wide receivers were a very just uh, – it was disappointing because we knew Cortland Sutton could have been a good thing, and Drew Locke was hurt off and on. Jerry Judy looks amazing when he's on the field. He just he can't get yep. the ball thrown to him. And then nope. Noah Fant has battled injuries – here and there, I still love Noah Fant's talent. Hopefully he can get healthy and have a competent quarterback throwing him the ball at some point in the near future, but who knows. Here's why I don't like Melvin Gordon. I mean, he can he can average 15 points per game, that's all you want, but I don't like him because you give me three points, uh, three games in a row at the beginning, or sorry, two games in a row at the beginning of the season, under 20, 
over 10, over 15, but then you give me an 8, and then you give me a 29, and then yeah. you're not playing the next week, and then you give me two games that are under 20, and then you give me a game that's under 10, and then you give me another game that's under 10. You finally give me a, a game that's over 20. You had two now, and then you give me a, a game that's under under 10, under 20, under 20, and then another one finally this last week over 20 points that's only three games over 20 points i don't like it it that's no. it's consistent to a degree <laughs> to a but it's degree. also extremely it's, it's it's inconsistent at a lower level and i don't like that nope i don't either but again we'll we'll see what happens with denver in the off season obviously philip Lindsay was a bust i am sorry for that everybody out there uh i thought i really thought yeah, philip Lindsay was gonna have yeah. a, a more uh, a decent role and he just he but, just couldn't get it going I mean, I, I had him on the big money league, and without Philip Lindsay, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made the championship game. Mm. I would have lost other games to where it would have put me in a position to where I might not have made that that because the way sure. that league was set up, the two hot top uh, what's the word? Two top uh, scoring the two, teams. The two top scores made it, and the two top records made it. I was not one of the two top scorers, but I had a really good record because I played somebody like Philip Lindsay when he went off. Yep. And when you when you know when things are happening, you know when to play these guys, you can actually put them in the right spots. So I would say Philip Lindsay helped me out, even though he was sitting on my bench most of the year. Right. He actually won me some games to where it made it, so I made it to the championship game. Wouldn't have done it without him. Yeah, I, that's a good take on it. If you didn't have to rely on him all year, he was right. worth it right. when he had that uh, three, four-game stretch or whatever it was. Um mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Carolina at Washington. Uh, is is Christian McCaffrey going to play again this season? I know he says he wants to, but <sighs> if if he plays this week, <laughs> mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, if you're in the championship and you made it to the championship without Christian McCaffrey, but you have him on the team, you are sitting in a spot to where it's like I made it all the way here without him, but if I play him, he could win it for me, right? So. If he plays, I'm playing him. I'm I'm playing him. I don't care. He yep. is that good to where if he's on the field and he's feeling good enough to play, he's he's 100% going to give me 20 points or more. I, I don't see any way to say that that won't happen. But I understand your thinking. He it, got all the way there without him. Right Why now he is doubtful. Now? So take that as you will. Doubtful is not good anymore. <laughs> it usually means you're not playing, but if he does play, yep. if he convinces him and he's ready to go, I don't know. Yep. It's, you have to play him. And meanwhile, the Washington football team is probably going to start Dwayne Haskins at quarterback one more time because Alex Smith <laughs> hasn't been practicing and he'll need to get into practice at least on Friday if they even have a shot at playing him. And if Dwayne Haskins is playing at quarterback, it's probably going to be a Carolina win. Uh, mm. because, uh, where was it? Let, let me find it. I, I told you this before we started the show about Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, where it was Teddy Bridgewater is absolutely the quarterback. We thought he is <laughs> second best in avoiding negatively graded plays. Third worst in generating positively graded plays. So he's the new Very Trent mediocre. Dilfer. He's the new Trent Dilfer where he didn't make mistakes, but he didn't do much good either. But he was okay in right. fantasy yep. this year. So mm-hmm. I, I think there was a lot of 
you know, uh, quick passes where a guy could take it to the house. Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore were all good at runs after the catch and getting those extra yards for a long touchdown. So it wasn't Teddy Bridgewater throwing it, heaving it down the field and, you know, creating an <laughs> amazing play. Um, but he, he was at least serviceable in uh, fantasy football this year. Uh, we're... Was he overall in quarterback rankings? I let's see. Teddy Bridgewater. He's nineteenth. He also missed a game. It, it was just. It was enough. If you really waited on quarterbacks, you, yeah. you had a few good weeks out of Bridgewater. Would have been a good streaming option, depending on you know who your other quarterbacks were, or if you were just picking them up off the waiver wire and he happened to be there for you. Then uh, hopefully it worked out when you had to play him. I, I had him as my third quarterback in the super flex oh, sure. uh, for, for Reggie's, uh, the networks league. And, you know, I'm in the championship, so I needed him a couple of weeks yeah. where I was like really doubtful on Baker Mayfield. Cause that was my other guy. But for the most part, it was locked in with Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I got kind of lucky with Baker. Cause there's a few games where he went off and I'm just like, wow, this is not what I expected. Right. Out of Baker. <laughs> but yeah, I, I he was good enough to be in a super flex as basically my bench guy, but he was a fill-in guy too, so I needed that. There was one week, and I know we talked about it a long time ago already now, but I had I had, had like one quarterback. Yes. I had to go pick somebody up and hope they give me a point, and I got a I got a point out. You of got him. a point. That's all I made. So you never got shut out at the super flex position at least. <laughs> um, Talking about needing a quarterback, uh, Dallas at Philadelphia or Philadelphia at Dallas. Um, I don't, uh, I don't even know what to say anymore about the Eagles. I, I really, if if Alex Smith isn't going to play this week, and I, I don't expect him to beat the Panthers if he's not playing, but so I, I think the Washington football team will lose against the Panthers. If that's the case, I want the Eagles to beat the Cowboys. I want the Giants to lose, which I think is very possible because they're playing the Ravens. And then I want the Eagles to win their next game. And that will be fantastic. Yep. They'll win it and they'll get in. And then everybody will say, how come this horrible six, nine and one was seven, nine. And, no, six, nine and one team is in the playoffs hosting a home game. That's ridiculous. That would be the best scenario I... for football. No, it will not be for Eagles fans. <laughs> we are not quite in the same boat as Jets fans, but we want to lose too because I'd rather have pick seven rather than pick 21. Well, what about pick 32? Well, if we won the Super Bowl, obviously that would be the best case scenario. The only way you can win <laughs> the Super Bowl is to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Anything can happen once you make If I'm a Jets fan, if I'm, if I'm an Eagles fan right now, I'm hoping. I'm I'm putting all I'm saying okay. There's a chance here. There's a chance there. I I uh, see. Here's the thing. <laughs> you have been successful in recent history. The Eagles have yes. much more successful than the Jets. Yeah. As a Jets fan, I'm so used to losing that if there's <laughs> any chance at all, I'm hanging on to it. Yeah. And that's why I was so mad that we won this last week because we had a chance. We had a chance for the future, and we blew it. We always blew it. We uh, always blew. We always blow it somehow, whether or not it's winning a game we shouldn't win or losing a game we shouldn't lose. 
it's always the Jets. We always do this stuff. We're not like the Browns have been in the past, where the Browns just always suck. But we always do something to screw ourselves over. Mm-hmm. That's what the Jets are. Well, I will say, if that whole scenario plays out this week, it would be immensely hard to root against the Eagles in that last game. Like <laughs> You're talking uh, about underdogs again, Playoffs? Man. Playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. That would be true underdogs. You know, when we won the Super Bowl, we were underdogs because our quarterback got hurt, and they didn't think yep. our backup quarterback could do what he did. So we were yep. underdogs even at the number one seed. Now this time... We would be the seventh. No, we wouldn't even be the seventh seed. We'd no, be, the you'd be the fourth seed <laughs> and host a playoff game oh, against the that fifth is, seed. I don't even right. know who that would be right now. You, but oh. you should not be the fourth seed. No, ever, ever, ever. If you have that kind of record, yeah. God. So anyway, again, again, they're playing the Cowboys, and obviously, it's been an absolutely dreadful season. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys when they started off. Now, their defense was terrible to begin with. We all saw that. But Dak Prescott still lit it up for those first few weeks. And and their wide receivers, every single one of them, were having good weeks. And all it took was for Dak Prescott to get injured in week five. And that was it. The, The Cowboys season was basically done. Uh, C.D. Lamb is still the third highest scorer for the Cowboys in fantasy, a point behind Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper is eh, about a point and a half behind Zeke, and that is a super down year for Ezekiel Elliott. It's just insane how low Zeke has been. Now, you at least got him almost every week, but I'm, I'm going down. He's the ninth overall running back. One of the few in the first round that made it alive all season long. But you would have thought if he was the one that stayed alive all season, he would be a top three running back. Well, he is 108 points behind the number three running back, Derrick Henry, right now. And and that is insane. And, of course, he was scoring 31, 25, 20, 23, 27. Then Dak got hurt. And he has had 13, 10, 11, 11, a 22, 4, 16, 9, and then a, he didn't play this last week. So uh, yep. Network and I were saying you might as well just bench him. And then the next day he was like, oh, well, he's not playing anyway. I'm like, oh, well, we gave you good <laughs> advice, but it didn't matter anyway. You didn't have a choice. So we'll, we'll see. You would think that the Cowboys are going to bring back Dak because – who else are they going to try and That's the question get? I was going to ask you. Is he only had a one-year contract, so this year is up. Yeah. But do you have any confidence that he's ready to go at all during this next season coming up? Because do they? He anybody can sign him, right? His contract's um, up. Well, yeah, I think they could franchise him yet again if they They really wanted to. It would be a really shitty thing of them to do, in my opinion. I hate that they can just keep giving them another franchise contract but but let's let's say somebody like the jets we didn't get uh the number one seed so we didn't get our guy yeah and we didn't like the second guy so we decided to trade out and whatever else and we maybe we trade darnold if we offered Dak prescott a decent amount of money Hmm. to where he couldn't refuse it 
but yet he wants to stay with the Cowboys, like there's a chance that he could still go somewhere else, right? Because I don't, unless they franchise them, that, right. that is the one thing that you're pulling out of your head. I can't stand franchise tags sometimes. I, I feel like it's just crippling to a player. It is. You're it just is. making it so they don't get an option uh-huh. to do whatever they want. So I could see somebody like the Jets or any any team that has any hope at all for the future and giving him a big contract for more than a year Yeah. and, and possibly having that chance there because – Let's say they don't trade Donald. They they keep Donald and they let Dak Prescott l- learn the the system a little bit as his injury injured injury is recovering, and then later on in the year or maybe in the next year after that he's fully ready to go and will be the guy going forward. But I I don't know if I don't know. It's 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 one of them things I think is going to be discussed all off season. Oh yeah, he will instantly uh, ignite any kind of offense that he goes into. Uh, we'll yep. st- we'll still never a hundred percent fully know if Zeke made Dak Prescott a better fantasy quarterback, for lack of a better term, or if Dak Prescott was that good anyway, or if he had three wide receivers this year. He's had Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup for years. He's had guys like Jason Witten to throw to who were, you know, security blankets. And he's he's had everything on the offensive side of the ball, and he still hasn't put together a, you know, a playoff run. Uh, I believe he's had one playoff win, um, which is more than Carson Wentz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Um, well, how many games has... Uh... Dak Prescott won this year. Um, what they have one win out of those first five weeks. Okay. How many wins has Andy Dalton won this year? Uh, well, a couple at least because they're like four uh, wins, five well, wins, they, something like that. They got like five wins, I think, total. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I'm not looking at it right now. But so, but what you're saying is Dak Prescott has gotten one win with Zeke on the field. And Andy Dalton has four-something-ish wins with Zeke on the field. So I think it's pretty clear that Zeke makes Dak Prescott. Well, here's the thing. With all (laughs) that, uh, Dak didn't play any of the NFC East teams in the first four weeks. They played the Giants in week five where he got hurt. So he didn't get a chance to completely dominate an NFC East team. Andy Dalton just had to show up, and they had a chance against the NFC East teams. But... I love it. Anyway, a few games left. Los Angeles at Seattle should be a good game. Los Angeles has got to be uh, coming out with a fire after getting beaten by the Jets. They're like, what happened here? It's either that or they're just going to completely implode and (laughs) suck the rest away. That would be interesting. And then... Uh, I could see that happening too. I really could. I don't think the Rams. Oh, yeah. oh I could. See the Rams it. are one of them teams we've been talking about all year that was just like, wow, they they have nine wins. What is happening here? Well, yep. They're actually a halfway decent. You got to consider these guys, but we don't really know what to do with them. And then they lose to the Jets, and we're just like, okay, now I have I, I've really lost. I'm really lost. Really, really lost. And speaking of lost, <clears throat> it, this has got to be the last straw. And I wish him the best. But literally, I don't know if it was the same day or the day after, Josh Gordon was reinstated and put on the 53-man roster. And then almost immediately I see, oh, he had a lapse, a relapse in his addiction stuff that he was going through. And now he's 
back out and suspended indefinitely. I'm like, yeah. what is going on, Josh Gordon? Uh, you were somebody such just an go, amazing somebody talent. Somebody just go get the guy help. I don't know whether or not what the substance is and whether that's a huge deal as far as, uh, you know, legally whatnot. Yeah. But just somebody just get him help. If it's something more than than weed, just get the guy help. It he is. It. it is more than that. I do know. I okay. don't know 100%, but I know it is more than that. But just think, if we could have gotten Josh Gordon back on the field and be yeah. anywhere close to what he was, you have DK Metcalf. <laughs> on one side, and Josh Gordon, both physical specimens when you see him on the football field. And then your third wide receiver is Tyler Lockett, who can just kind of get open and Russell Wilson can find. That would have been an insane offense to watch. It w- yeah, it would have been hard to, to, to beat that offense because I think Metcalf is going to be one of the best, if healthy, for the rest of his career one of the best wide receivers that we will ever see. Right. And Lockett is one of them guys that, you know, obviously him and Russell Wilson are on the same page at all times, it seems like. And Josh Gordon, when he was playing and when we saw him play now, (laughs) it seems like a decade ago. (laughs) It does. But when we saw him play, he was the best, one of the best wide receivers on the field. To put it all together, that would be fantastic to watch. And it would have been a great thing. But I don't know if Josh Gordon was even – there like let's say let's say his addiction and all that stuff is all dealt with and it's in his past and he goes back on the field i'm not sure that he's still the josh gordon we remember yep we'd be rooting for it but i really doubt it would get to that point but i mean he's he's 29 years old so he's getting i mean i'm 35 so it's not like (laughs) well it's not like i'm saying i'm old but as far as football terms 29 is getting to that spot to where you're not going to be playing much longer as a wide receiver. Yep. All right, two games left. We already talked about Tennessee, Green Bay. Should be a shootout kind of a game, but you never know. It is the Sunday nighter, and something odd could happen. Uh, I, I fully expect Aaron Rodgers to come back, even after a win, but kind of a down performance. I think he's going to be out to uh, uh, prove he's still got it against one of the better teams in the AFC and clinch that number one seed where again we talked about it earlier if green bay wins they got nothing to play for against the bears in week 17 well here's the thing <clears throat> you watch you watch the game with the saints before the packer game if the saints lose green bay has nothing to play for the rest of the season so it's going to be very interesting That's you, very true if well. you have aaron Rodgers and you are playing in the championship Ooh, this week. Boy, oh boy. Watch that Saints game, and then if the Saints lose, find another option at quarterback. I wouldn't <laughs> trust the Aaron Rodgers thing there. I really wouldn't. I, I honestly wouldn't do it. That The luckiest thing about that whole situation is Friday is when that New Orleans game is played. Yes. So you at least have a shot at picking somebody else up. It's not like, oh, the Saints just won a 3 o'clock game and I only have Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Do I pick up Jordan Love and play him uh, hoping he gets into the game? Or what do I do? Uh, right. We, we don't want that to happen in Week 16, but that is a real, very real possibility. And, oof, I hadn't thought about that one until just now. And, yikes, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. No, and I know you have Aaron Rodgers uh, in a couple spots at least, so we're going to have to consider 
Yeah. We're going to have to consider look watching that Saints game very closely and hope for your sake if you got Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, the Saints win so that they have something to play for. Right. And the last game, and I don't even know if it means anything, but I will still be rooting for the Buffalo Bills to crush the New England Patriots. <laughs> I love seeing it every time. I, I know Tom hates hearing this, but Buffalo is my AFC team, and they're going to be as right. far as Josh Allen takes them. Uh, I, I'm having fun watching them since my Eagles suck this year. So uh, Monday night game, and I get to watch it. Uh, i Maybe there'll be some fantasy implications still in there. Uh, Cole Beasley has been a heck of a guy this year since John Brown has not been on the field. And I'm, I'm starting to look. I, I got I to gotta go and see what the last few weeks have been. But there's a guy that I'm going to be looking at next year. If, if, my, uh, if he's still passing the eye test, uh, because the last few weeks... I've seen a little bit more out of the tight end position for the Bills and uh, Dawson Knox. It's not been huge, but in the last three weeks, he's had 15 targets, he's had 10 catches, and he's had two touchdowns. Not a lot of yardage there, but you never know. If, again, next year, maybe we're punting that tight end position. Screw it. I didn't get Jason Kelsey. Screw it. I didn't get Darren Waller. I don't care anymore. Dawson Knox might be one of those guys next year that you can pick up and be like, you know what? It's fine. I'll take it and I'll upgrade somewhere else. Yeah, I, I don't have any problems with with that. Uh, I do want to just cover one thing. We're in the same situation with the Bills that we are with the Packers. Yeah. If if the Chiefs win their game, they are locked in as a dumb number one seed, and the Bills then would not be able to get that number one seed. But if the Chiefs lose to the Falcons on Sunday, which I can't expect to happen, I don't know how the Bills will approach the next game. Because now they don't they, they still have like seeding to play for. Yeah. But you're gonna be the number two, three or four seed. I don't think they're gonna care too much about that. Most no of the time buys teams care about that, that buy. Yep. They don't care about that, you know, seeding too much. They just want to get, you know, not not play that first round game, right. you know. So, I don't know how that's going to affect it going forward. But you got to hope that the Chiefs lose, <laughs> which is stupid. But you hope the Chiefs lose against the Falcons so that they have everything to play for on that Monday night game. And I have a ton of Bills yes, players. Yes, you do. Yes, I, you do. Especially in the big money league, which you know I'm pretty much out of the, the huge money right. spot now. But I have Josh Allen. I have. Beasley, I have Diggs, and I have the the Bills defense. Right. And I, sw- <laughs> I swear I got somebody else on the Bills. I don't know who it is, but that's half of my team. So I need the Chiefs. I need the Chiefs to lose against the Falcons. Come on, Falcons, let's go. Yeah, let's go, Falcons. Uh, sorry, I don't think that's gonna do much for you. <laughs> but all right, of course we went stupid long again. Uh, Every time <laughs> we can't help it. But that was a good week. I love talking about all the weird things that are going on the last two uh, weeks. There's all these scenarios, and we love just going with the scenarios and what-ifs in fantasy football and just football in general. So uh, it's always a fun week, and soon we'll be in the offseason and doing a lot of what-ifs for 2021. But stick with us. We're not going anywhere in the offseason. You can keep listening to us, and we will keep you informed of all the uh, possibilities 
for the season to come. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching on Twitch. We appreciate it. And have a uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Don't forget that. We're uh, right now it's it's time for Christmas and yes. holidays, whatever you celebrate. Yep. Have a merry one. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever it is you do. Have fun <laughs> celebrating. Be safe out there. And we will see you next week. Uh, stay fueled up for the impossible scenarios to happen. Yeah. <laughs>